Join me right now back on the show is Bam Bam. Morris, what's going what's on, up? man? How you been, brother? How you been? Good, good. Good, good, man. It's uh, back on the show, yeah. Kumite Radio. Yeah, yeah. That's the OG, you know what I mean? If you know Kumite Radio, you know yeah. you've been on the show before a long time ago. You, it is the OG. You are you're carrying it on strong into the future. You're the OG of the future, bro. I'm, I'm hoping to be, be, man. That dude. You're going to be Ariola in like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope I don't look like him. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> All right, man, let's start off with um, four fights in a row, man. You're like, you're resurging. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a rough time in the first part of your career, but now you're just yeah. like, boom, resurging. Four in a row, incredible, man. How do you explain, you know, what's happening in your career right now? Man, uh, like you said, resurging. Before, it was a, I was in a completely different environment, had a completely different mindset about the game. And then, I mean, I just came out here and I, came, I got around people that love the sport, that do what I do on a daily basis. You know, there was no outward distractions. Everyone fights. Everybody on this street is a fighter, so... I mean, I just just stayed in and really brought back the fire and, and, and felt the love for the sport again and and just really made the right choices. Didn't cut, you know, cut class. You know, I do all my miles. You know, coach doesn't have to worry about about me coming in early and being like, that's not 40 minutes on the Aerodyne. You know, I'm doing work now. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting in the time, putting in the work, and it's showing inside the ring. People are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... Did you feel like that you needed that extra kick? It's it's the environment mostly that you need to be around. You needed to be around that kind of you know atmosphere to kind of push yourself further than you've been pushing yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't think everybody needs it, but I'm a special kind of person that needs a special kind of discipline. <laughs> like you know, I keep myself locked in in solitude. I can't have any hour distractions. But yeah, being here, I think. I think that was the number one thing that it was more everything, not just, not just myself, not just, I wasn't just trying to focus on the sport, but everything around me accompanies the sport. Everything around me focuses on the sport and focuses on success, you know? So that was just really like my environment drives me because my environment is, you know, my life is what I want to do. I live in Sparta (laughs) and I want to be a Spartan. (laughs) Yeah, man, that road is, like you just mentioned, all fighters, yeah, you know, all kinds of fighters, <laughs> oh coaches, goodness. you know, fitness people. It's like you cannot go anywhere without running into somebody that you've probably yeah. seen fight or seen on TV fight or, you know, it's crazy. Bro, just five minutes ago, I was eating over across the street and the, and the Lima brothers just walked in, you know, yeah. Douglas <laughs> and, and his brother. And I was like, man, all right killers out here yeah be, be on the lookout <laughs> the last time we spoke it was before you were making your one warriors debut you know they did the whole documentary thing on you and wow. and you know you had some it little was, hype behind you fun. and you went in there and you just destroyed every opponent that you had and your last your last performance was a submission which is a you know, which which was a surprise to a lot of people because they expected you to go in there and knock the guy out, but then you threw, you jumped on the, you know, you got on your back and showed them a little yeah. bit of a skill on the ground. So talk about that last fight. 
that was that was actually an interesting story too, because because the thing is that actually that last fight I didn't have a corner. I was transitioning between camps. So what was really crazy is I, I didn't really have anyone that was going to be in my corner per se. At, at the time, I, I I was I was fighting to try to get like a sponsorship from Tiger, you know, wearing the shorts and everything. But at that time, I didn't really have anyone in my corner. So I go there with no corner, bro. I have nobody there with me. And you did the I, Glenn Sparf. You did the Glenn Sparf. Yeah, yeah I did a Glenn Sparf. <laughs> Glenn is always doing that stuff, man. He's crazy. But I do one of those, man. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need a corner. I got this. Let's run it. But no matter what, when these situations happen, like, I don't know, someone comes out of nowhere or something happens that just helps me out. And I have been training with this guy maybe five, six years ago when I first came to Thailand ever. And he happened to be there, Darren Fussell. And he comes to my corner and I'm like, you know, I won't really need much of the jujitsu game. I'm just going to stop him and knock him out. And I end up on my back. And then next thing I know, I got this guy I haven't seen in years who's a black belt sitting in my corner, walks me through an armbar transition. And I was like, it was meant to be. <laughs> so that's, bro, that was, it was crazy. Because I, even to the last second, I didn't know who was going to be coming out there with me. And I was like, man, if you, if you don't mind, like, let's do this. And he was like, all right, man. It just turned out to be that way. Ah, the wow, that's. That is a uh, that is uh, incredible that you were transitioning between teams and you're you're in that situation where a lot of people could have just panicked, but you went in there mm-hmm. without a corner. Uh, you had a corner, but it was a guy that you haven't seen in a few years, and he helped you out, man. He was like the he was like an angel, basically. He came Bro, down. He was and- a super angel because I slapped uh, this armbar and I threw a. I threw uh, my leg over first, and I and I locked down what I was gonna. I was gonna throw a triangle, and I had locked it down. My top foot over, grabbed uh, sort of like a rubber guard, like a mission control kind of, and I was gonna let go. And he told me he was like, "No, don't let go. Switch your hand. You know, turn it off to an armbar and lock it up." And I had I didn't even see any of that. And he had said, it, and I was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna follow the instructions, make my way there to victory." He let out the path. Boom, boom, boom. X, zero, square, triangle. Made it happen. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Let's go back to, uh, you know, you switching camps. You know, you were at Phuket Top Team for a while when you first got there. And you decided to, you know, transition over to Tiger Muay Thai. Why the decision to move on? Um, primarily, the decision to move on was because my head coach uh, was moving on as well. You know, he was transitioning, leaving, headed off to America, uh, starting his own thing. And I just felt like I needed to be in a place where I felt uh, um, that there were people making, like, leaps and bounds in the sport, like, uh, progressively. People are just being really, just really on their shit, you know? So that's that's primarily what, what caused me to move. You know, if my coach wasn't gone, I probably wouldn't have left out of respect for him. But either way, I would have at some point I would have ended up at Tiger anyway because they're just they're just doing it the way it's supposed to be done, you know. It's really it's a really awesome camp, man. Yeah, but I'm there now. Roar. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, I've been I've been watching you. You know what I mean? Because I've known you for a while. So you know, your your training camp for this upcoming fight, which is the main event, mm. you've been training with some some monsters so talk about that this training camp in particular of 
who you've been getting ready with? I've been getting ready with Khalil Roundtree. That's a big man. Uh, Kutala, you know what's crazy is Kutalaba and Khalil Roundtree are fighting each other this weekend, <laughs> and I got and I was getting prepared with both of them, you know, for this fight. I was sparring Kutalaba, and then I had to spar Roundtree, and also um, homeboy, this one guy from France, he had just won a million dollars in 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 some league in 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 the in MMA. I, I, I forgot which one. But uh, he oh, just won a million Oh, Mansour. Yes. Ma- he was uh, out there? Yeah, Manure. Yeah, he was out here. And we yeah. did some boxing together for a couple weeks. That was awesome, man. I mean, who who so many so many other UFC fighters came as well that I I don't really recognize or or either their names I can't pronounce cuz they're Russian and hard as hell. And um also, uh, uh, we have uh, TMT, you know, uh, no, TNT, Dynamite, uh, Nordin, Taleb. We've got Rafa. Um, the Austrian Wonder Boy was here. I got to, to work with a lot of people that, I mean, just didn't test me um, uh, skill-wise, but, but when it comes to my confidence level and, and where I'm at right now, I have never felt so confident in leading up to fight or in at any time in my career to know that, you know, these are the guys I'm training with and I'm doing pretty well, man. You know, I'm not going to start, start talking shit, but tell Khalil, watch out, son. I'll be bodying Khalil. He knows. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Well, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, for someone's confidence, a fighter's confidence, man. When you see yourself stepping into the cage, stepping on the mats with guys that are, you know, at the top of the top of yeah. the heap, man, at the top of the game and hanging on and, and competing with them every day, it you have to improve. It's just, you know, one plus one equals two. Yeah. Every day it brings out this this just confidence that's there. And not only confidence, but I start becoming more aware of uh, how other individuals move. You know, I can see certain techniques because I'm mean, certain techniques coming from other individuals. Like, say someone throws throws a, a roundhouse kick, yeah? But coming off from from these other fighters, that's not telegraphed as easily. But now when it comes to someone a, a little bit lower level but still professional, I can see that coming from a mile away because I'm with guys who, who perfect their craft, you know? And, and that's just been a huge, huge chunk of my camp and probably my career now forever. I'm, I'm more than likely I'm going to be at – not more than likely. I'm going to be at Tiger probably – Throughout my entire my entire career, it's the best place I've I've ever been. And it's a great place to, to to know where you stand, you know, and to build you mentally and make you strong. Like when I go out there for this fight, no matter what, I have the knowledge, and it's a fact that I've been competing with these guys who are on this elite level, the best in the world. So I can walk in there too without without arrogance but being extremely confident in my abilities. And that's one thing is I've always been trying to find is a, a, a line where, where I can walk in feeling comfortable, extremely confident, but never arrogant, you know? And some places you're, you're working with other people, you're beating them up, they're lower levels, and you start getting confidence. But this is false confidence. That's arrogant. And you start becoming arrogant because you're just beating on people. But I'm getting confidence now because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, working with guys who, who are where I want to be. 
at the top of the heat. Definitely, man. Well, you know, the, the fight that you're talking about is going to happen in uh, Japan. One Warrior Series 8 main event slot. And you're facing a guy that you already knocked out. You know, yeah. talk about the, the first fight against Emmanuel. First fight with Emmanuel. The first round didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Just because I wasn't getting off specific feints. Not only that, right before the fight, right before we walked out, I was my mind was pulled off somewhere else. You know, I wasn't even there for the first round. But first round went how it was. He caught me with some, uh, I want to say clean shots, but... They weren't clean, you know. I walked into I walked into a lot of those things. There were there were a lot of things I, I, I wasn't paying attention to, and I wasn't there. And um, so I ended up knocking him out in the second round. Obviously, I had to push it forward a little more. I started to see where he where he started to break. You know, the more pressure I put on him, it seemed like he wanted a way out to give up. He's he was hitting with those leg kicks. A couple of them flipped me up in the air, bro. And when I landed, I was like, oh. Those are some serious leg kicks. Because when I first got in there, I was like, I'm just going to take them. Like, the guy, there was a guy who came came in the back, and he was like, watch out for the leg kicks. And I was like, bro, we're fighters. Everybody throws leg kicks. Like, I got this. Went out there, got leg kicked, and I was like, well, okay. But not everybody's leg kick is the same. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I was like, all right, he, this is some this is some real shit now, okay? <laughs> and then so I get out there the second round, and I'm thinking there was a time in the fight where I literally thought, if, my, if he breaks my leg, I don't care, but I'm going to step forward. And if I step forward and I touch him with my hands, he will fall. And it came to a point. He went for a leg kick, went for another one, and it got to the point I couldn't feel my leg anymore, bro. And I was like, whatever, put him down. Bang. And I ended up getting the job done. So excited. I pulled through so much. Mentally, I pulled through so much there. People didn't see it, but here I was like, I was, I was almost like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I made it happen. No. And um, now coming up to this next fight, the only difference is uh, there, 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 there are a few variables that are different. And I, I, I think when it comes to him, the only difference is that um, he's going to come out harder. Um, he might throw more than just a check hook. He might throw some combinations. He may be a little more aggressive. You know, I watch my opponents and I don't just like watch um, them training, but I watch their lifestyles or what's going on in their life and right now he's just had a kid and so that's a huge motivational factor for for any man you know and uh so i take that into account and i think that you know he's really coming for it just like he did the first time but now he has an even deeper reason but i have those reasons too i've got a family back at home i got people that need me and people i gotta provide for and when it comes to this fight i feel that he is going to evolve but I don't see him evolving any more in any more than anyone that I that I've been working with or that I've prepared for. I, I I feel like me coming back to this fight, I'll have a better understanding of how I want to go about the fight, where I'll be, I'll have better confidence. I just feel I just feel better, you know, right now. I, I don't I don't see him being the one to uh, to beat me. And I know I don't I don't I don't want to sound like cocky or anything but i truly believe in my skills and i love to analyze fights as well and i i believe i'm i'm better than he is period i just think i'm better than he is there ain't nothing wrong with that <laughs> no there's not now you're 
you're in the headlining spot. So does that mean that this could mean the contract? Like you win this, you're signed to one championship because they do need some heavy hitters at that welterweight division. Yeah, because they don't have anybody right now, man. I mean, the last person that fight was uh, to, to fight in what's what that I know of in the welterweight division was some American guy, and then it was um, Alani Anthony versus um, uh, Sexyama. Mm-hmm. And, man, like, I just want to come to that league. And when I come, when I, when I come, I'm about to be the new kid on the block. And when I come, I'm coming in hot with heaters, and, I'm, and I want everybody. I want to walk. I, when I come into 1FC, I want them to know that I'm walking through every single person up to the belt, and then I'm going to take the belt and become the most dominant champion that they have had. But, but I'm there to fight, you know? I, I, I feel right now a lot of people want padded records. A lot of people want to fight this guy and that guy and for it to, not, and for it to feel this way or only fight so many fights in a year because, because it, I guess they just need to train or like develop more skill sets. But I'm in here to, to fight. Like that's what I that's what I'm here for. I'm here to throw down. So, man, once I'm once I'm there, once I'm in the one FC, man, uh, varsity better look out because the new kid's on the block and I'm taking out everybody. All the heads are coming off. Every yeah, single seems, last one. It seems like one is prepping you. They're testing you mm. before you actually step into the big leagues. They're giving you a lot of fights because, you know, if you look at the One Warrior series, guys that, you know, go through opponents like you do, they end up, you know, fighting in the, you know, in the big league, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, man, it's going to yeah. be a, a fun fight, man. And you get to go to Japan, man. Yeah. Is that just the nev- bonus? Bro, that's just the bonus. I've never been, I've never been to Japan, but, to, you know, to start where, I guess martial arts started you know for for mma or or in pride and everything like that's always been a dream to just compete in in japan me myself i mean i've tried to learn learning korean japanese chinese i just feel that i'm asian on the inside anyway and that is always some place that i was meant to be like this is just my my coming home party <laughs> those are my people bro they just don't know it yet <laughs>